It's been a heavenly week here on Amen, Brother Ben, the podcast that keeps you focused on God, acting like Jesus, and this week looking forward to heaven. We've been talking about what we know so far about this place called heaven, eternity, uh, the hope that Jesus gives all of his followers. And today, I want to kind of talk about what's the main point, what's the biggest reason that heaven is heaven and what needs to happen before we can get there. I want to thank those of you who have been submitting your questions to me at pastorben at lovesiler.com and visiting amenben.com. That shows you where you can get all the different uh, podcast services. We use Anchor, which is now owned by Spotify. So it's on Spotify, it's on Apple Music, it's on Google, it's on Stitcher, it's on all sorts of places like that. Lots of places to podcast. So whatever you podcast, we thank you so much for listening. And uh, don't forget to share this. The biggest way that this is going to grow, not just in influence, I'm not here to make money. I'm just here uh, for more people to be encouraged uh, to focus on God and act like Jesus. And so the more we can do that, the better. So thank you for sharing uh, these posts or sharing um, on social media or telling your friends about it. It means a lot that you can say, hey, I know it's just 10 minutes, but this is 10 minutes of your time that I think would be well worth it. So, um... Today, I want to kind of wrap up talking about some of the big picture ideas about heaven. Specifically, what's the point? Like, me coming up in a church background and with certain things just set that it just is what it is, it's weird as an adult sometimes to go back and go, well, but why though? Like, why? And I know, like, when I was a kid, I, sometimes people would make me feel like bad for asking why. And there's nothing wrong with asking why, as long as your your motivation and your heart is, is good and you're just, you know, not being cocky and arrogant and thinking that you know better, but just trying to seek to understand better. And so why heaven? Because I got to be honest, when I was a kid and I started really trying to wrap my brain around it, I was, couldn't be much older than 10 you know, maybe a little bit younger, a little bit later when I would have these recurring thoughts, I'd be laying in bed at night and I'd be going, but forever, like no end, like that's a long time. And all I knew about heaven were these silly pictures of, you know, babies with angel wings and their butts out playing harps. And it's just like sitting on a cloud and I'm, you know, it even kind of frightened me to think I'm going to be in a place with no end. You know, we are, we are a people that are formed by days and weeks and months, and, and time is a very real and uh, impactful thing in our lives. And to think of a place where there is no time, it kind of blew my mind a little bit. And I spent a long time going, well, I'm just going to pretend to think that God's going to, you know, reincarnate me as something else, right? It was com- comforting for me that I could come back as somebody else or something else and, you know, just replay lives over and over again. Cause this is what I knew. This is what I was comfortable with. But the more I read my word, the more I prayed, the more I realized that's just not what God's plan is. And I am, we are not designed to be able to fully understand eternity. Although God has written eternity on all of his creations, uh, 
hearts and, and our souls in some way. And we will fully realize that at some point. And, you know, I heard a preacher make a good point one time. He said, you know, if heaven is heaven and but yet it was finite, it was it was um, it had an end. And you're like, OK, well, I'll give you three billion years and then it's all over with. Right. And that's still a long time, but you would never want heaven to end. And then what's after that? There would still be an end to God's goodness if he only gave you a certain, you know, amount of time. So forever kind of has to be it. And while we don't quite understand what that's going to look like, um, we can take solace in the fact that, man, this is going to be, it's it's not going to be forever and ever in a broken, dying, hurting world. It's going to be forever and ever and ever in a world with no blemish, right? Because what happens is in the whole reason for heaven and the whole plan that God has that he he enacted uh, through his son Jesus was to reverse the curse. Sounds I know that's a baseball thing, you know, we want to try to reverse the curse. But God actually had a plan uh, to reverse the curse that human beings uh, brought upon ourselves. If you go back to Genesis 3, um, you see that sin happened. And it was, we were in a perfect world, but we messed that up. And so he sent Jesus. He even then planted seeds. You even see prophecies and foreshadowings of Jesus way back in Genesis 3. And Jesus' whole point um, was to reverse the curse of sin in our lives. Because on this new earth and this new heaven that that God is going to bring to us past judgment day, um, there will be, as according to Revelation 21, no more death, no more mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things have passed away. So all this stuff that we deal with, that we struggle with, uh, the pain in your back, the hurt feelings in your relationships, that, that will all be gone because uh, sin will be gone, right? Romans 6 tells us that the, the wages or the cost of sin is death. And if you're not going to die, that's the reason why people die is because sin, uh, you know, is, is taking an effect and everything dies because of sin. But in a place where there is no sin, there will not be any of these things. And so we have to make sure, you know, Jesus has to make sure that the place he is setting up for believers, the pl- place that he has gone to make for his disciples uh, is a place with no sin. So we'll have, have true freedom in heaven. We'll have a a righteous freedom to exist that never sins. And you're going, well, you can't tell me billions, maybe trillions of people will be in this one, you know, place and, and not sin. What if I bump into somebody? What if, you know, this happens or that happens? And what am I just going to play a harp and ignore it? And you know, what's, what's going on there? Well, again, the, 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 the thing about heaven is there is no sin, right? So we will be uh, in new bodies, we will have new understandings, um, and and even we can li- we can live billions and billions and billions of years and still not sin because we are in the presence of God and we have a new nature. And it's sin is is you know the Bible kind of makes it seem in a lot of ways like a sickness, and and so the reason we cough is because we're sick. The reason why we groan and grumble sometimes is because we're sick. But when the sickness goes away, we don't we don't do that. So when we we don't have this natural inclination to sin, uh then in heaven we won't sin. We'll be like, why would we do that? No. This is better. 
We won't win, we won't want to sin any more than Jesus does. Um, and that's because he has removed sin from our midst. A lot of times we get drug into sin because of other sin, right? Yes, a lot of times it originates with us. We're selfish. We're um, lazy. We're whatever, fill in the blank, other sin um, that, that causes us to, to, to do bad things. But a lot of times we're provoked to sin, right? Um, but Jesus said in Matthew 13, he says, the son of man, which is him, will send out angels and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. And then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. So all the stuff that's going to, all the, it's, it's a simple cause and effect. And the, and the, the, the effects of sin won't be there because the cause of sin, sin itself won't be there either. So in order to have this paradise, this oasis of heaven and this happily ever after that we so desire, sin must be removed. It must be eradicated. It should not be there in any way, shape, or form. And so you can you can have you can remove it in one of two ways, right? It's going to get removed. So you can either have it removed from you now by what the Bible calls the blood of Jesus, the sacrifice on the cross, that, that Jesus and his blood and his sacrifice uh, and, and you putting your faith in that removes the penalty. You might not be sinless yet, but it removes the stain of sin off of you. Uh, my buddy, Pastor Randy, would say it's the holy comet that, that washes it clean and you and, and then it will be removed from you. Or so you can either have that done now through putting your through repentance and conviction and and putting your faith in Jesus having that removed from you now by asking for forgiveness or you can be removed with it on judgment day right because only those as i talked about on sunday only those with their names written in this thing called the lamb's book of life whether that's a real book or a metaphorical thing i don't know don't worry about it we'll see when we get there but only if your your name is spotless and in there because then God sees you as he sees his son, Jesus. And so the Bible, the Bible tells us heaven's going to be heaven because there will not be sin. And that is something we can look forward to and take comfort in that while sin may be, you know, the thorn in our side now, it may be the pain in our rears now, uh, one day it will be removed and then things will be as they should be. And then we're good forever, forever, ever, forever, ever. We will be sinless and ready to exist as God created us. Uh, so what do we do in the in the meantime? Because 1 Peter 4 tells us that the end of all things is near. We don't know when. By the way, if anybody tells you we're going to be in heaven tomorrow, they're lying. They don't know. Nobody knows. Not even Jesus, when he was on this earth, knew that time. But why do we do that? All things, it says, 1 Peter said, all things, uh, the end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. So in the meantime, as we wait for this perfect paradise, as we wait for our happily ever, ever after as followers of Jesus, make sure uh, that we have a alert, sober mind, that we are looking forward to that hope and letting that hope inform our behaviors and our endurance right now in this world. Thank y'all for listening this week. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking about heaven. I can't wait to get there. And I can't wait to see you there. If you're not sure that you're going to be there, I need to talk to you about it. Pastor Ben at lovesiler.com. Shoot me an email. We love you. We'll see you next week.